Okay. All right. So, Parshatapude. We've been discussing throughout the parshas, these last parshas, Truma a little bit. The Apopude discussed the Asiyasa Mishkan, both the Tsiboy, the instruction for building the Mishkan, and then a very detailed, almost seeming review of the same. In other words, we essentially discussed it all, and then we discussed it again, which is very unusual for the Torah, obviously. The Biruchan has the assault that in everything that the Torah gives, whether it's in the Tsiboy, in the command to do it, or it's in the Asiyah, and how we carry it out, it has different pu'ulas. It brings out different elements in a ruchniyistic sense, and therefore each one wouldn't have been enough. The church just said kenasa kenasa or kenasa It was it was a uh, it was a there was something to be added in the asiyah that in the tzibur. In the same way as there's something to be said for the learning of the mitzvahs as opposed to the doing of the mitzvahs. Each each element adds adds the piece. I don't want to focus so much on that this morning. And what I'd like to focus on is two specific halos and their impact. And in general, uh, sort of a, a Havana, an understanding of, uh, of how to bring out the whole union of the Mishkan. Like what, what, is, what is the Mishkan, what the Mishkan represents? And specifically the halos that I want to focus on are the menorah and the Shulchan, which for some reason, in the way that Turkey sets them up, they have <coughs> seemingly have a relationship with one another. There's something that the two are related to another way that Sir talks about them. The placement of the menorah has to be noichach hashulchan, has to be exactly opposite, parallel, but opposite the mishka, opposite the shulchan. What is that relationship and how does that impact us? So the general principle that, we, that I'd like to start with, the general um, framework to discussing the mishkan is to understand that the mishkan is a physical representation of ourselves as human beings in a relationship with the Rebbe with the Baryo. And you can, you can understand that the Hashra Sashkina occurs in the Makam Ha'aram, in the Aram. The Aram is, that's the Makam for the Hashra Sashkina. The Menorah and the Shulchan are two aspects of our Avoda, whether usually it's expressed as Ruchnius and Gashmius, the Ruchnius aspect being when the Menorah, the R, the light. We'll talk about that a little bit more in detail in a moment. The Meshulchan is the table which has the Ranachin Achanan, that has those, uh, those elements of bread or something that's eating that brings it, brings it out. And the, the Mizbah HaKtaris, which is sort of a separate entity, kind of separate, which is right in the middle. Which sort of represents the Adam and the two the two elder, the two elements of the of that relationship, being the, the the outer two the outer two dimensions. So this idea of R of the light of the menorah and the shofan the bread of the shofan the mazan of the shofan, it's it's interesting we find in Chazal an expression that a person who is uh, blind. Is never satisfied. You know, in order to be to uh, a, a portion of our physical satisfaction of our enjoyment of food, of things that we eat, the things that we that sustain us, comes from what we see in seeing it. Even though when you see it, it's, you're, not, you're not consuming it in any way. But food that you don't see, you don't enjoy in the same manner. That's probably the reason why. Chefs and caterers and other things are very into 
the presentation of the food. If you just slop it down on the, on the plate, it's it's not appetizing. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't grab you the same way. If I present it beautifully, if I make something out of it, it enhances the taste somehow, even though it has nothing to do with the taste. So somehow our vision, what we see, is connected to what we eat. So let's talk. Let's talk for a moment about what eating is. What happens when I eat food? When I, when I take food and I take food, essentially what I'm doing is I'm taking the, the physical elements of the world. I am sifting through them, sorting through them, eating them in a way that takes out the nutrients and the important parts of them, and then keeping what's important and, and rejecting or getting rid of what's not important, what can't be used. Um, it's, a, it's, an, it's an avoda on a certain level. It's a, it's a relationship that I have where I'm being mile the time, raising up things from the physical dimension into being a part of what I am as a person. I'm, I'm, I'm consuming them, I'm elevating them so that they become a part of myself. Hey, somebody's just open the window and crack. It's very, uh, very stuffy. It's the front one, but thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, so the, the, the concept of Avoda is that I, have, that I want to be Mila the Tachtona. I want to take something from the physical world. I want to elevate it. I want to elevate it up to a, to a higher level. I want, to, I want to transform it into something that is something that I can use. That's, that's what the Rebisa Gaza Kavar writes about this in, in Sefer. He writes about the idea of the R, the, the interrelationship between the R, the satisfaction that one gets from eating and seeing are related to one another. It's connected the two aspects of Avodas Adam in the Bria. Connected the two aspects of what a person is here to do. The Gemara said that for the Pasuk says the Torah tells us that when he created Adam. Adam was Nivra, the person was created for what, for what purposes? La'avda Hulashama. He was created for the purpose of being Avodas Adama, working the earth, Hulashama, and to guard the earth. Now, those two elements, let's, let's, uh, let me take one step back. It says that when Akadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he created He created a higher, a higher dimension and a lower dimension. Every manifestation, every action requires is split into two parts. Everything that there is that, that has to be manifested in something, it has to manifest in, in two, two in two ways. That Shamayim Baruch Akadosh Baruch didn't just create art; he created Shamayim and art. So there's a, a necessity to have a, a two parts. Right, Yodov, Hakarz Baruch has two Yadaim, Shtei Yadaim, one with wet, with one he forms the Shamayim, the Yamin forms the Shamayim, the smoke for, forms the earth. It's Eretz, but those two concepts, those two uh, elements of higher and lower, of spiritual and physical, of a manifestation of, of different parts is what it takes in Bria. Every Bria is a, is, has, a, has two sides to it, has two elements to it. That are going to be opposite one another, but they're going to complement one another. And one without the other, you'll never be fully satisfied. You're always going to have an element of shamayim ba'aretz, ruchnias and gashmias, an element of R of the light and the and the physical, the the food, the what what it is that we take in. Those are all. Those are always going to be two uh, two sides of everything that we have. The shama, the um, it's interesting. You find. This idea of Aaron, which represents sort of the place where something is, the Shulchan, the, the place that you have, and then the, 
minimal, the barest minimum of furniture, so to speak, or furnishings that are necessary that go along with that seem to be the concept of a shulchan and a menorah, a table and a, a, a sort of a, a table and a, a, a table and a lamp, something that you can, so there's, there's the, there's the, the concept that like it says, uh, the Isha Shanams, when the Isha came to her house, right? So she, she set up for him like a, a permanent, a permanent hospitality. And what was in that, what was in that room that she set up for him? So there was a mita, there was a bed, and a kisa, a mita and a kisa, which are the same thing. That's the, that's the place where you put your body. And then the minimal furnishings, a shulchan and a menorah, a table, a table and a menorah. There's a, there's a custom um, by, uh, especially brought by, by tzaddikim, when they're they take the table that they learned on and they bury them, they make the aron out of the wood that the table is made from. The table is the, again, it's, it's the minimal furnishings that you need outside of yourself in order to function. A table, something to that, that serves as a, a place, a physical place, and a menorah, the spiritual place, the light by which the, that physical can be absorbed is also an element of what that is. So the menorah is, in, you know, ner neshama nishma sadam, right? You light, 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 light a candle, and you take that table, you make that into the arm, you make that into a part of what that person is. The Isha Shunamis makes for Elisha, she makes a bed and a bed and a, and a chair. Those are really that's in the same thing. That's the that's the makom. That's the place. That's the that's connected the arn, if you will, in the in the mikdash. And then the kalim that are mashamish that the, the the furniture that services that the furniture that makes it that that's something that relates to is a shulchan, a table, and a menorah. Shulchan and a menorah. Shulchan and a menorah. So what are the, what's the idea of these these concepts of shulchan and menorah? So. So the shulchan provides lechem, it provides something that is lechem for the guf. It's, it's, it's physical, it's a physical uh, satiation. It's what's needed in order to, and then you also need a menorah. The menorah says, it's a famous tomorrow that you've probably heard before. It says that an uber b'mei imai, right, a fetus in its mother's stomach has, has the food that it eats that it absorbs from its mother through the umbilical cord. Right, and it also has a nair, it has a lamp on top of his head that he can see. The nair is what allows me to have a perception of or to when we see something, we spoke about this idea before. When we see something, that's our way of absorbing it, that's how we relate to it. It becomes a part of us. We, we internalize something through how we see it, and we, and we see it only through light. It's the light that ultimately really expresses itself as that which brings it home to us that makes it that makes it possible for us to relate to it um the 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 sustenance that i get that i physically get from food right together with in order for that sustenance to take real a real hold of myself i have to combine it together with the art together with the light i need these two elements i need the element of menorah but I also need the element of I need the element of shulchan. Now, when you look at the shulchan and the menorah, and you look even in their construct, it's fascinating. The menorah, <coughs> the menorah is mikshav zah. It's made from one piece. It's made from one solid piece of gold. The whole thing is beaten out, 
right? Because it's an element of you're, you're, you're reaching into a transcendent world, something that's beyond you. You can't break it down into pieces. Whereas the shulchan is made up of 12 separate pieces that are, that are put together. 12, 12, well, and right, it has to, the, the concept of the minority of the of the shulchan has 12, excuse me, 12 lachme, lachme, 12, the chavim, 12 loads that are resting on the on the shulchan represents the same idea as the 12 kavay so the 12 lines in the cube, 12 lines of a cube, which manifest a three-dimensional physical world that's represented in the shulchan. So the shulchan, the Gemara says, Somebody who wants to become wise, right? The person who if you want to become rich, you go towards the north. Which, when you look at the menorah and the shulchan in the mikdash, the menorah was on the south, on the south side of it. The 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 shulchan was on the north side of it. Again, the physical um, component of the mikdash, the physical element, the idea of physical sustenance of maintaining oneself physically, is on the, on the north side. The spiritual side of it, the art, which represents Kachma, which represents, which represents, on some levels, represents Tersh Valpet, right? That's on the south side, but it's Zela Uma Zeh. One is opposite the other. Each one is a requirement that's needed in order for the other one to be successful, in order for the other one to become something. It's the, the one balances the other out. You can't have physical satisfaction without some sort of material, without some sort of connection, some sort of need, some sort of drive. You can't maintain yourself on that spirit. On, on the other hand, the spiritual element can't function without something that's higher than it, without something that, that, that the, excuse me, the spiritual element can't survive without something that maintains it physically. You need, you need this combination of the shulchan and one opposite the other, that they're connecting to each other in order to make, in order to bring out, to bring out the avoda in the in the world. There's no kiyum for an adam um, without maintaining his higher element, without maintaining his lower elements. There's no maintaining of the lower element without having a higher drive with the need for something more. What I mean by that is like this: <clears throat> if a person is taking the physical world. And simply transforming that into energy that we can continue to function, right? So then that's the element, that's like an animal does that also. An animal just takes food, processes it, uses the what's good, what it needs, and, and goes forward. A person, let, let, let's, let's, let's put it in the context of how we said it in Sterling. When you think about, when you think about two aspects of avoda, la'avda ulasham, Lashamra means to guard something, to maintain the status quo. It means whatever there is, that's what that's what's going to remain. La'avda means I have to take something and I have to make more out of it. That's that's what's uniquely human. That's what's unique to a human being is that not only are we there lashamra, but and I'm going to get back to this idea of lashamra in a moment because I want to show you that the lashamra is more than just. Uh, Processing, but 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 the easier elements to understand of where a human being is unique <laughs> is an element of lashama of 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 la'avda. Excuse me, it's an element of la'avda, taking something, making it into more than what you started out with. 
Essentially, I'm given some basic components and I elevate that up, I transform that, I make it into something more than what it was before. That's a, that's a, that's a uniquely human uh, endeavor, if you will, because an animal, all he can do is, he can just take what there is and process that. Yes, he's elevating it up into a life form. You're taking, if you think about, think about it like this. The Kuzri writes that there are, there are, there are, there are different dimensions of, of, of existence in the world. There's domain. There are things that are inanimate objects. There's sameach. There are things that are not inanimate. They grow, but yet they have no life form to them, like plants. There's a chai. There's a living creature. Then there's a daber, and then Yisrael, whatever the, those elements as as they go as they go higher and higher, reaching towards a more spiritual component. When a person, when you have something that is processed through, it's being elevated. And when an animal eats the grass, he's taking a tzomea and making it into a chai. Right? When a person takes an animal, he's taking a chai and making it into a medaber. Because you're taking the elements of that, what that is and elevating them above themselves. So even in the, even in the Lashamra, the elements, there's more to it, but... To truly transform something, that takes that take that that element of la'avda is to take us to bring is really to bring the elyonim to bring what's from a, from a higher dimension and bring it down into the physical dimension, which is which is much more understood in terms of how that is uh, that that's what our avoda entails in the world. It's interesting when the people were over the red when people came up to Beis the Gemara tells us that they used to take the Lechem HaPonim and they used to show the Lechem HaPonim to the people who are Lechem Right? They would show them Lechem HaPonim and say, Ruhi Basim Hakem. See how precious you are as Jewish people in front of the Rebbe that, that this bread that goes in fresh one week, a week later, it's still the same bread and it's still fresh. There's no, in the Beis HaMikdash, there's no deterioration. There's no... There's no, there's no moving backwards. It's existing in this world usually is part of a slow process of dying. Everything that we, everything that exists in purely in the physical dimension, is simply moving closer towards death. Right? When you say everything that exists in the physical world is here, is essentially moving closer to its final deterioration. In the physical world, in the spiritual world realm, it's the opposite because you're moving closer towards something that's infinite. You're never moving towards deterioration. You're, you're always, you're always elevating that. You're always transforming yourself into something more. So why they only show them? Why they only show them the lechem Why didn't they show them the nerd? Why didn't they show them that the it was there's a higher element? There's a there's an element of 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 light. But perhaps the pshat that is is that you have different ways in which people serve their rishon. People that are serving their rishon in the sense that they're out in the fields and they're working and they're coming once a year, they're just reconnecting to that place. They're represented by the lachem. They're represented by the physical dimension. And even in that element, HaKadosh Baruch is telling them that there's a freshness to you. You don't have to deteriorate. Whereas the, the Kohanim who are always in the Mikdash, they're the ones that are, that are connected to the light. If you think about it, the, the, uh, the, 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 the miracle of the Lechem is that it maintains its status quo, that despite the fact 
that it's, it's something that's physical, it doesn't deteriorate, it's, it's l'shamra, it's, it's held in place. The avoid of the menorah, what's the menorah? The menorah is you put a minimum amount of oil in, and it burns for longer than one would expect it to do so. In other words, like for instance, even without getting into conical or anything like that, but the Ner Maravi was the first one that was lit, and yet it was the last one to go out. The, there's like a yesh me'ayin aspect to the menorah that's not true of anything else, because in the world of Ruchmias, it doesn't require anything from the physical world in order to continue to maintain it to, 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 move, to move above it. It has to continue to serve, to elevate, to become something, to become something more. The, the, um, okay, now, when you think about these elements of the Roshama, about to also another thing. So there's another element to love the Roshama. But of the Roshama also represents the concept of mitzvah versus mitzvah It's easy to understand. It's easy to understand in the mitzvah how it is that I'm elevating the world. It's much more difficult to understand the, the ruchniyistic dimension, the spiritual dimension, the, the element of what my uh, avoda is in mitzvah because in kipshutoi, in the simplest approach to mitzvah would be to say all I have to do is to be passive, is to be passive, and it's it's what I don't do. I'm a kind of mitzvah slosasei. The gemara that says, there's a gemara tradition that says that a person is nidon on the mitzvah that he's mekayim. Even when he, even when he, when he, even the things that that um, that don't happen, like the robbery and the time robbery, asks, "What do you mean? Is it you know? The, how could the, how could Mitzvah say show the Chavibus? How could they show how precious Kavish Lo Sasei run show? Is it the Mitzvah say I'm adding kedusha? I understand how I mean most kedusha. It's the Shamar It's the it's the of the dimension. It's it's I'm doing something that changes the world." How am I doing that when I'm when I'm mishamer when I'm mishamer when I'm being shomer when I'm keeping when I'm keeping this process? Mar says that this is supposed to say something when the possibility presents itself to a person to do a, an iser to do something that he's not supposed to do and he holds himself back from doing that's a kiyum that's a fulfillment of mitzvah process. But how are we to understand? That a mitzvah slosa say it somehow adds to the positive dimension of this world. And I think that's really that's the element that I want to bring out over here from the Shulchan, the Shulchan in the Mikdash, and its relationship to the menorah. Everything we've said so far has showed how the menorah, the R, which gives its light, the to the to over to the to the Shulchan. Then we understand how that brings a, an added dimension into the world. But what is the dimension that the shulchan has? What does the shulchan do that um, that somehow represents a, an elevation of, of the human spirit, of what we can be, of being somehow more than what we're expected to be? And I think that the, that's really the, that's the that, this is the crux, the key element. Of understanding this correlation between the menorah and the shulchan.
and as much as the menorah is choshev in and of its own, the shulchan is oimid lenegdoi, it's lenoifach, that's opposite that, it's the other end, and it brings out a dimension of what that menorah really is in the physical world. How does it do that? How does the how does the how do we how do the mitzvahs translate? How do the mitzvahs losa say translate into us elevating or transforming the world into a different into a different idea? It's like this: the shulchan has around it around the top a zir, a crown. It has like a it has like a trimming around the top of the shulchan, which is representative of the concept of keser of a of a crown, of crown which represents malchus. When we talk about Malchus, Malchus manifests his melech, the mishpat, yamid eretz. The Kaddish with his mishpat, mishpat is the control. It's like the, it's the sense of, of things being in a specific order. Yamid eretz, that's how the world stands. That's what, that's what maintains the world in the way that it's supposed to be. When a person uh, fulfills his mechanic, takes on, a mitzvah system takes on an element of the world where he doesn't allow himself to do something that he thought he could do. So the simplest idea is, is just to eat something that you thought you weren't supposed to eat. Or the utilization of amida. Let's say a person has a taiva. So certain, certain times taiva is that, that type of lust is a negative thing, or there can be a positive application of that. The controlled application of what something is makes it into something that's positive. So when I hold myself back from doing something that's not, what I'm doing is, is I'm expressing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus in the world. Because Malchus means it means that there's a control, there's systems by which, in which Something is manifest when it is and when it isn't. What what is supposed to be in the world? It's not simply the idea that I'm being passive, that I'm just I'm desisting from doing something. There's an element of that I'm applying kochos where they're supposed to be applied. Let's take our muscle of when you take food, right, and you eat it. So what's happening? You're chewing on it, and you're taking. There's certain things that have no nutrients in them whatsoever. If you try, if a person would try to eat hay, right, your body would just reject the whole thing. You take it in and pass it right out. There's, no, there's nothing valuable in that that the, that the body wants. But if you take a, a food that has a, nutrient, a, a, sup, a nutritious supplement to it, and you chew it so that you get to the right elements of it, and then your body has the right enzymes to break that down in your stomach so that it's possible for you, what you're doing is you're separating out the chaff. You're separating out what's not necessary from what is necessary. What's, what's not necessary is rejected. And what is necessary becomes a part of who you are and becomes a part of, your, part of what you are. You've elevated that thing from its existence as a sameach or a domain or whatever it is, right, to now becoming a part of a madabra, part, part of, a, of a human being. You've elevated that to a whole, whole new level. The concept of mitzvah slotsa is not simply that we're being passive. It's that we're controlling how the world is being used. It's in, in a certain sense, in a certain sense, mitzvah slotsa are even more important than mitzvah say. In the mitzvah say, in the rookiness of the world, bringing something out, in the, the law of moving something forward, helping something to grow, 
That's obvious. You're taking something that was already ruchni, something that was already elevated, and you're simply binding it down into the earth. You're bringing it down into this into this dimension, but it, it already had its its kedusha of what it was. The avoda of the shamra of taking something that that is and making sure that it's utilized correctly. The imprintur of malchus on it, saying that this also is part of the malchus of the rebbeinu that's a whole new level of avoda. You're taking something that that could have been, or in its simplest form, would have been not connected to the Ramanasham, and you're connecting it now because of the way you utilize it without actually transforming it. The Lashamra is to take what is and to allow that to function on the on the level that you need it to function. That's the Lashamra of what it is. So the, the Zeva Umar said two parts of our Avoda in the Mikdash. We have where well, you have a, a Mikdash that represents the entirety of what a human being is, the entirety of our person persona, if you will. You have the Mako, where the Hashor Sashina happens, the Arun, which is the, the, I, I try to bring this out with the with the Nisan they have with each one of them, right? Right? The Arun again. The Arun is something that is enominamida. It's a makam that's not makam. It's a place that's not place. So it's a space where the Rosham inhabits, but yet it doesn't take up space within the physical dimension because it's transformative. But that's, and then I from that comes out to your dime, the two hands, the, the shamay and vo'aretz, there's the, the yamin and the small. The yamin is makarev. It brings the closer. The mitzvah say is what brings Hashem closer. The small is docha, but it's an active docha. It's not just being passive that you reject something. It's that you do this because this is the way that I'm connecting to the Rebunasham. This is the way I'm imprinting the Rebunasham's I'm imprinting HaKadosh Baruch's plan for the world. I don't eat this food. I don't behave with this meat. I don't take on this. I'm, I'm proactively imprinting the Rebunasham's presence into this reality. The say says that despite the fact that this exists, I can also have an impact on this. I can transform this and, and turn it into, some, into, in, into an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. If we're doing that in the Lashamra of what we do, not only in the La'avda. The La'avda, it's clear. La'avda, what do I do? I take something that, 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 that there isn't here and I expand more. I become something greater. Okay, that's 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 clear with it. But in the Lashamra of it is I'm allowing that expression of Hashem's presence of reality of Akarishwaf to be there. That's a whole nother level of avoda that you don't experience unless you're cognizant of what it is that you're doing. And that's it's it's its reality is expressed again by this juxtaposition. You have the menorah on the one side, the menorah which is R, which the nace of the menorah is that the light burns longer than the shem. The shem burns longer than the shem like this. It's a yechmei uh type of nace. It's it's taking something that's transcendent, that's higher, that's beyond the physical limitations, and bring it down within the physical to be manifest that way. On the other hand, the lashamar is, is to keep fresh that which is in this world. It's to make the to make the the physical elements the the that which the world would normally would not have been ex, an expression of the emotion, but rather would have been 
it would be an expression of this world that would deteriorate because everything deteriorates. But the, the, the concept of the Lachma Panin, that they remain fresh from, year, from, from week to week, is to say that I've elevated something that's physical and turned it into something that, that manifests in a way that has, that has something beyond that purpose. I've given it a, a clarity that wouldn't, ha- wouldn't have had without that. That's, the, that, that's really the avoda of the shulchan. So the mishkan itself is that representation. The mishkan itself, again, the mizbah is sort of like a, a separate piece of this, but the mizbah represents the, what a person can be. You take all different kinds of people, like it says, all different types of insects, all spices, all elements of that, and you have the two sides, the yimin and the small, the the chachma, the 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 shemayim va'aretz, the the ruchnius and the gashmius, and all of that is elevated up into to transform and to make uh, to connect us to what it is to be connected to Yerushalayim. Elyonim and tachtonim, shemayim va'aretz, ruchnius and gashmius, la'avdo la'shamra, asay and los asay. All those opposites, all those seeming opposites, are all elements of this this reality. And in the the real expression of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world is Melch Mishpat Yamid Eretz. The Shulchan itself, with its zir, despite the 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 beauty of the menorah and the the uh, menorah comes, it's, it's whole, it's complete. It doesn't have parts. It's the the concept that we have is to take the the, the lechem haponim, which is to take it outside of the Mikdash, not only in the Mikdash. The, the menorah is the Avaidah of the, of the Kohanim who serve in the Mikdash, but to take it outside the Mikdash, that, that's the Mitzvah for the early regal. That's sort of the regular people, to take that and to say that's also part of Avaidah, that's also part of what it takes to elevate. elevate. And in fact, on some level, it's even more Chashev. It's because it's not taking something that has an intrinsic Kedusha and bringing it down here and expressing its potential here. It's taking what's here on, 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 on its own and taking that and expressing it, the, elevating that to something that it wouldn't have been otherwise. That's the avoda of the shulchan. That's a, that's that's so. So we have these two dimensions of of uh, of, of eretz shamayim, what what they what they represent, um, clearly giving us a, a a connection that that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, and I think that that's really the. The true, the true dimension of what that is now. Okay. Now I can't stop my recording. Okay, and that I'm done, ladies. But um, I don't know how to end my recording here. Thank you very much, chaps.